This week, some people might think you're cute, but me, I think you're one very large Death Race 2000. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I was not aware that we were starting, but it's me, your favorite buddy, John Rooney Taylor. And this week, (laughs) our favorite buddy? Hell yeah. You name me one buddy that's better. My buddy? John Rooney Taylor, I agree. Wait, so you're my buddy? Correct. You're that... Doll that they sold with that annoying commercial from the late 80s into the early 90s. My buddy. Also correct, yeah. Wherever he goes, I go. Yes. My buddy and me. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Kid Sister? Uh, Don't worry about Kid Sister. (laughs) All I can say is she's getting clean and she's doing very well. (laughs) Jesus Christ. She's at the bottom of the treehouse bitching about the patriarchy. (laughs) All right, so this week uh, we're discussing... (laughs) Uh, for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> uh, the 1975 uh, Paul Bartel, Roger Corman, New <laughs> World production, Death Race 2000. Uh, vroom, vroom. As envisioned in 1975. They are surprisingly accurate with a lot of their predictions. True facts. Yeah, yeah that's true. Metal Ooh. straws. Yeah. Metal straws. Uh, Nazis in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee Nazis. The yep. French are the enemy. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. These are all accurate to today's year 2000. Yeah. I, I remember distinctly when David Carradine killed the president and then became the president. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, that is how, that's how all leadership works. True. You kill them, you take their power. That's you right. eat their heart to gain their power. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I learned that from Chronicles of Riddick. That's why presidents only get better and better the more we get. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Just a steady road upwards. <laughs> uh, so Death Race 2000 begins, like all movies do, with the sweet, sweet pencil art of a car with a hubcap going ver. This movie did some serious work with colored pencils. Like, that should yeah. not be uh, a down or beaten down in any way. It was top quality colored yeah. penciling. This colored pencil drawing turned into three colored pencil drawings. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it turned from a black and white car to a car made out of colors, and then a car what had a skull on it. Yeah. With way too many colors. I yeah. mean, it was 1975. So in a, in much the same way that like the uh, the early like Comedy Central run of Mystery Science Theater 3000 began with turn off lights where applicable. Uh, this intro is very much the drop whatever drugs you got because yeah, no, we're right. starting the moving picture show. <laughs> Hit them because shit's about to get weird. I firmly believe in my heart of hearts this movie was not meant to be seen the whole way through. Yeah, I fa- that's fair. I don't think it's meant to be seen. What, like you're going to listen to it like a goddamn radio show? You get out of here, you commie. I mean, it would make more sense. It's pretty ugly looking movie. Yeah, no, it's not a good looking movie. I was just thinking that, like, if you took acid and watched this movie, I'd be, like, horrified and upset. <laughs> like, there's nothing to trip on. It'd just be confusing and weird. As opposed to watching it sober, where it's just confusing and weird. Yeah. 
so the movie uh, proper picks up at the uh, the inaugural sort of uh, uh, festivities. Yeah, the, yeah. the inaugural festivities for the transcontinental road race, which is sort of the most popular sport uh, in the new uh, what is it, the United. Provinces, provinces of United United provinces, America, yeah. which is the whole world, I think. It well, seems except to be, for France. The European Union is still strong and in a position of opposition to the United Provinces of America, which seem to mean the continental United States and at least Russia and China. And Mexico. And Mexico, Because they yeah. deport that one guy to Acapulco. Oh, they do, yeah. No, no, that lady wins an apartment in Acapulco right. because her husband's run over. Right, 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 right. Her consolation prize. Yeah. Not Literally. consolation prize. No. <laughs> her prize for being such a good wife. Yeah. Like yeah. that TV show, The Good Wife. Yeah. Where she got an Emmy for playing such a good wife. And an apartment in Acapulco. I've never seen the TV show. I can't really I, speak with any I kind of authority. No Seems to me like from the trailers, she might be a bad wife. What? Whoa! But I mean, that would make the title like super misleading though. Right? And the TV show The Americans? Really about Russians? What? Whoa! Brave New World? Not out yet. Can't say. Ooh, fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I but expect- it is going to be written by Grant Morrison. Ooh. So strap all the way in. Uh, Wait. It's going to be brave and new. Wait. That's what I'm guessing. Brave <laughs> and new. Wait, Grant Morrison yes. is writing a Brave New World film? A TV show for the Sci Fi Network. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> also, like, how are they going to put that much sex on, on cable? Oh, never mind. I mean, you saw Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, right. They like, found never a mind. way. Never mind. The real question is how are they going to have all that sex? Between children on TV. (laughs) Well, the same way they always do. Casting 20-somethings. Very tastefully. Yeah, they'll go the the 90210 route and just cast a bunch of (laughs) 40-year-olds. Sabrina, the post-grad witch. Yeah. Rest in peace, Luke Perry, whom we just lost. Uh, By the way... Luke Perry, he had a stroke. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, Colin Hanks posted the most amazing story on his Instagram after Luke Perry passed. Oh. And it was basically like Colin Hanks was on a plane, and there was these two kids who wouldn't shut the fuck up, and they're screaming and yelling and doing whatever, and Colin Hanks is like, great, I'm stuck on this plane with these people. Then some guy shows up from first class, balloons in hand... Makes them balloon animals, gives them to the kid, walks away. Kids are all of a sudden happy. Plane lands, Colin Hanks gets out, sees Balloon Man, it's Luke Perry. Nice. And Luke Perry comes over to Colin Hanks, compliments him on his performance in Fargo. (laughs) And then Colin Hanks is like, hey man, that was a great move with the balloon. And he's like, I always carry balloons with me when I go on planes, (laughs) just in case. And I was like, that is a great fucking story. Luke Perry, underrated. He's fantastic. Very much so. American Uh, treasure. Amazing in uh, Krusty's comeback special as Sideshow Luke Perry. That's right. so true. I forgot all about that amazing turn. It's so good. It's a 17th century French carousel. (laughs) Try to upstage me! (laughs) Uh, So yeah, it's the transcontinental road race. Uh, It's being broadcast by a guy named... Uh, Junior Bruce, I think is his name. It seems to have like three or four different dedicated commentators, all of which are on some level of inebriation. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, there's Junior Bruce who's like the cocaine one. He's real ramped up. There's uh, the lady one 
who everyone's her personal friend. She's like, I was talking to the racer, my personal friend. Right. So either E or Pot. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then there's the the just the old drunk man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whose hair is made entirely out of sweat and oil. And yeah. his face does not move. His chin just sort of wags like a nutcracker. His eyes appear to be painted on. It's very possible. Yeah, he was probably sleeping, and they just kind of like. Got some watercolors in there, so it looked like he was awake. Uh, Union rules. You don't got to pay them if they're asleep. That's true. That's a Roger Corman (laughs) tip for you. Save some money on your production. Uh, Here's another way to save money on your production. Instead of cars, get go-karts and just cover them in lots of fiberglass. Oh, God, right? Oh, boy. These ridiculous cars. So we are introduced to the cars and their drivers. Uh, The first one we meet... Is uh, the uh, Calamity Jane? Calamity Calamity Jane, Jane. who's the Western-themed cowgirl racer, and her car is the bull. Yeah, it's Uh, it's got brown and got horns. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and made out of very cheap-looking fiberglass. Oh yeah, correct. Now parts of that are probably Luan. After that, we are introduced to. Probably the most offensive character is in the movie. Is it Hilda the Nazi? Uh, yeah, uh, her name Matilda? is Matilda the Hun. Yeah, Matilda the Hun. Yeah, uh, and her her sidekick Herman the German. Yeah, they are straight up Nazis. Correct. Yeah, stickers yeah. and the whole thing. Their car has an Iron Cross on it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, the movie was only off by about 15 years on that one. Yeah, good point. Yeah, fair. especially since they're from Milwaukee, as yep. you noted. Yeah. Uh, then we are introduced to Nero. Uh, Nero and, the hero. Yeah, who was like, I think supposed to be a Roman uh, sort but of guy. But he's clearly a Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's not costumed well at no. all. Though he is like wearing the garland. It's bizarre. He's wearing garland, but he's also wearing just like a leather like hippie vest. Yeah, yeah. and his, his navigator is Cleopatra. So yes. really he's driving the anachronism. Yes. <laughs> yeah. His car doesn't have anything really special about it. It really doesn't. It's pretty boring. Uh, his whole thing is that he's just, uh, he doesn't want, he wants everyone to look at him. He's just a narcissist. Yeah. Uh, but they make a couple fiddle puns and we move on uh, to our next car, uh, M- Joe Machine Gun Viterbo <laughs> yeah. from Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Played by noted Chicagoan. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. And his car has a Tommy gun for both headlights and a giant knife right in the middle. Yeah, not like a spike or a lance or a spear, but like in Avatar where the robots have giant pocket knives. It's yeah. just a giant knife. It's, it's a, like a big wooden handle, like a steak knife. It's borderline the sword from Final Fantasy VII that your guy has. <laughs> uh, the Buster Sword? Because, no, it is not. The Buster Sword is actually much bigger, and its handle is very different, and its hilt uh, is also very different. I thought there was going to be more road to this joke. I'm also going to But I ran out real quick. Is it not taped to a car? No, no, it's taped to a human. Ooh, take that human. Right? The back of a human. Oh, fancy. He's got spiky hair. There's really nothing here. We've we've yeah, gone past the point. Do it. We All gave right. it a good, All solid right. try, right. and I'm proud of the effort. But there's just, guys, there's nothing funny about Final Fantasy <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've had a lot of fun here today. But if you or someone you know is playing Final Fantasy VII, you give them a high five, because that's a rad game. (laughs) The more you know... Uh, so finally, Final Fantasy VIII's got a sword. What's also a gun? Woo! Sword guns. Yep. Yeah. Oh, does it shoot sword bullets though? 
No, Sometimes regular bullets. It it adds it doubles your damage if you pull the trigger right as it's making contact with the enemy. Oh. And yeah. it's just fire. It's like it's like fucking like big truck fucking exhaust okay. explosions. Okay. Right. It's not like a concussive. Yeah, it's like if the truck grave digger stabbed yeah, you with a knife and then went <laughs> shot out some exhaust and then drove over a fucking blitzball field. I don't know. That Guys, would actually be a much radder situation than this movie. We've had a lot of fun here today, but there's nothing funny about Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> if you or someone you know is playing Final Fantasy VIII, remember to always mod your cards so that you can get higher level magic to junction to your HP so that you can pull off a desperation attack with ease. The more you know. The more Ooh. you know. I'm taking that into my next tourney. <laughs> Those noted Final Fantasy VIII tournaments. You know them. Yep. Uh, and this is now where we are introduced to the final racer. Uh, he is the president's, Mr. President's personal friend. He is the best racer that the Transcontinental Road Race has ever seen. He is Frankenstein. And his car is a goddamn lizard. Yeah, his, he drives what a dragon. I was so angry. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, because it should have had big bolts on the side. Right? Yeah. And like had scars or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or even just Kenneth Branagh's face plastered on the side with a word bubble that says, you better believe I'm a fuck my sister. <laughs> it's just, it's infuriating because every other car is such a like tortured pun or like machine gun Joe where you obviously came up with the name and had to like reverse engineer what the car would look like. And then Frankenstein just sitting there and they're like, nah. Lizard. Yeah. Yeah, it's got like big like spiky ridges and the whole deal. Oh, a yeah. goofy smile with way too many lizard teeth. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and so uh Frankenstein we know has just come uh back from Sweden, uh where he's introduced by his doctor, uh who's played by the director Paul Bartel, who you probably know as writing and directing the uh cult black comedy Eating Raul, but we know him uh, as uh, oh no, I had this. He uh, he had a very small role in something, and I I lost it. Oh, Was it Small no. Wonders? Oh, if only. But now I'm gonna look this up. Uh, we're just gonna sit here. Everything is fine. Everything is okay. Hey, no, that makes sense though. That's why that scene was so excellent because the director himself was acting in it. You know what? They had three actors that day, and they just weren't giving him what he needed. Yeah, so he's just, just like, yeah, you know what? I'm, com- I'm, I'm sorry. I'm coming in there, you guys. I'm coming in there. You That's couldn't right. get good help in the seventies. We know right? him uh, best as the man who asks. Hulk Hogan to save the movie theater in Gremlins Two: The New Batch. Fuck yeah! The theater oh, yeah. manager. Nice. Yeah. All right. That's him. He this, directed this movie. This movie gets an extra star. Mm. I this uh, this movie is all out of stars. Yeah, no. Friend. This thing is off the charts in stars. <laughs> so uh, Frankenstein has just come back from having a limb replacement. Yeah, uh, he's a covered in head to toe like black like leather and a cape and everything. He just has big giant eye and mouth holes. His teeth are all exposed because his lips are all curled back. Uh, and he's gonna he's getting a new navigator. Uh, named Annie. Uh, they're the, she's the only navigator that doesn't have like a theme to go along with all the themes. Like Machine Gun Joe is a is a gangster, and then Nero's like a Roman guy, and then there's like the Nazis, and then there's the cowboys. But Frankenstein's just a uh, creep, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they uh, the, the 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 race begins. The deacon comes out and gives them a blessing, and then off they drive uh, on the transcontinental road race. It is a 
a three-day road race with pit stops every 12 hours. The pit stops, uh, you go from New York to St. Louis, then St. Louis to Albuquerque, and then Albuquerque to New Los Angeles. Mm. Yep. Better than uh, old Los Angeles. And it's at this point that they explain the point system? Yeah, so I actually have I took I actually looked this up so we could get it right. So the point system, the way this race works is it's not just driving around and getting across country. You get points for running over human beings. So the way it works is uh, male adults 20 points, male teenagers 40 points, male infants and toddlers under 12 70 points. Females of any uh, age, it's a 10-point bonus. And senior citizens, regardless of gender, 100 points. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's a premium on toddlers who, by the way, again, are anyone under the age of 12. Take Correct. That. Yeah. Toddling around. Yeah, you 11-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of jerks. With your diapers. <laughs> and your babas or whatever. When you're in sixth grade. <laughs> Uh, and then also senior citizens are, are ranked very high, which to me doesn't make a lot of sense. I would put more points on people who are able to like get away and are more mobile. No, sure. think- it's not about challenge as much as trying to exterminate the kinds of people they have too many of right. for this society. It's a soil and green situation. Yeah. There are too many old people and they're thin in the herd. That's a valid point. That's a valid point. Well Correct. done. Well done. So the race begins. Uh, I can't remember who gets the first kills. A machine gun, Joe. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, drives into with a, that knife. Yeah, yeah he, he, kill, he splits a guy in half with that knife. Yeah, it's a pretty, road worker. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty brutal. Mad Max um, road worker. The, that was one thing I kind of wasn't expecting was how brutal the movie would be when it came to running people over. Yeah. I didn't expect them to have the money to show heads exploding sure. or knives penetrating, but they do. They do, yeah. Though they do also have that like bright red blood. Yeah, yeah. It's borderline orange. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like tempera paint. Yeah. Uh, so the race goes on for a while. It's mostly just long stretches of cars going fast. Boy, it's, it really is. It's. It's not even now. We this needs to be noted. It's not long stretches of cars going fast. It's long stretches of cars driving normally, but their film being fast forwarded. <laughs> yes, that's important. Yeah. That's true. Like it's almost yakety sax levels yeah. of uh... frame rate enhancement. <laughs> the <laughs> there's enough aimless driving in this movie to make another Manos Hands of Fate. <laughs> just like just, or like a Jim Jarmusch movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if it if that that only be if like every like twenty minutes like a really sad Bill Murray got out of one of the cars <laughs> and just like went to talk to like an old ex of his <laughs> for thirty minutes. <laughs> I'm looking at you, broken flowers, you piece of shit. Yeah, coming off the success of his dramatic turn in Lost in Translation, just capitalizing on the same performance. The one that he originated in Rushmore. We're on to you, Bill Murray. Come down to our studio and say hi and maybe hang out. We'll get you a beer, Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray. How you like that? We'll order you a pizza and you get to choose the toppings, Bill Murray. Oh, do you think he'll come? I'm just putting it out in the universe. (laughs) Yeah, Bill Murray. I think if we challenge him, he has to. I like that we just cut a a wrestling promo to get Bill Murray. (laughs) You listen to me, Bill Murray. You're going to come to my apartment. I'm going to force feed you all the Pizza Hut you can have. Ooh, yeah. And then when you're done with that, I'm going to give you all the beer you could drink. 
what kind of beer you ask, whatever beer you want, <laughs> that also crosses over with whatever beer Walgreens has. So I hope you like High Life and or Bud Light, because that is it. It's just, you know, if you take him to the Walgreens, he's just going to get a wild hair up his ass and start, like, getting behind the counter and checking people out. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be Fucking bad Fucking Bill Murray. Get a job. <laughs> it's hard for him to get jobs because his agent is an answering machine on the desert somewhere. <laughs> uh, I, I think the thing that Bill Murray would just get Big Flats, the Walgreens brand beer. <laughs> it's sub PBR. Yeah. Uh, but it's only three bucks for a six pack. So hey. pretty great. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of just aimless driving around yeah. and some vehicular manslaughter. There's a little bit of business between Frankenstein and his navigator, uh, where he's like, "My car's all fucked up. Fix it," because I think he's onto her. Uh, and oh, this is where we meet the resistance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, led by Thomasina Payne, the uh, descendant of Thomas Payne. Yep. Uh, of nice. of history. I like how they keep the names the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, once you get famous, you have to name your children as, like, at most, uh, a gender-inversed version of your own name. Yeah, just look at George Foreman and his kids. George, George, George. Georgina, George, (laughs) Georgie. Uh, So, uh... (laughs) And Grill. That's the kid that has the removable face plant. <laughs> of course, of course. For easy washing. Right. You need to get them drippings out. <laughs> you know, that's good. I'm tired of all these kids that are hard to wash. Yeah, no kidding. This Build is the kid kids. where this is the kid where the grease just runs right off. <laughs> Man, it, it it sounds great in theory, but then he's on uh you can't say that on television. There's no there's no like risk to it, because if he gets slimed, it just goes right off his back. Yeah, it just Splashes off. Right? It's like when you put Rain-X on your car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. yep. Uh, so, yeah, there's a. Uh, we find out that uh, Annie is uh, actually a secret resistance agent. She's who... either the granddaughter or great-granddaughter. It's said multiple times with different familiar relationships. Oh, no, it's definitely always granddaughter until the final scene, and then she's great-granddaughter. You have to wonder if she's maybe... Yeah, she's, she's my great grandmother like she's awesome maybe oh maybe yeah you know that very that common expression that yeah. isn't confused with any other kind of Who's expression that we use all the time right yeah, yeah. we know that we one, get it I, I don't think that's the case I think we have continuity issues but anyways <laughs> in this movie no <laughs> but anyways the resistance their plan is to stop the road race uh, so they can really stick it to the president to Mr. President who uh after the great world crash of 79... Uh, yeah, where the world got real drunk and got into a fender bender with Mars. Listen, you think of this, or maybe they were selling it as like a dystopian future, but if the world crashed in 79, that means technically probably no Reagan, and that's actually better. Yeah, that's true. No matter how it shakes out. Yeah. But then we wouldn't get Star Wars, the missile defense system. <laughs> or... We would get Star Wars the major motion picture. We just wouldn't get uh, Empire or Return of the Jedi. Do you think George Lucas wouldn't have made sequels had Reagan been, not been in power? Correct. Oh, wow. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. That's the problem with time travel. You don't know what you're actually going to affect. Interesting. Okay. All right. But, like, definitely kill baby Hitler. That baby grows up to be goddamn Hitler. No, you raise baby Hitler better 
And then when he grows up, he's not a Hitler anymore. Or, I mean, he's still or, a Hitler. That's his name. Or but, he's a better Hitler. Like, that's terrifying. The Hitler that doesn't lose. A Hitler with his shit together? No, thank oh, you. What a, a Hitler who can command a navy? No. <laughs> it's a Hitler who wouldn't even do all that. It's a Hitler who excels in art school. And, <laughs> and eventually, eventually, as an old man, falls in with Andy Warhol and the factory crew and just makes really terrible Dracula movies. Like, oh, man. guys, come on. I would love Adolf Hitler's seven hours of just a camera pointed at a building in Dresden. <laughs> this is awesome, Hitler. Uh, there's a great, there's a movie called Max that is like a it's like a dramatic yeah, with uh, John Cusack. John Cusack, yeah, and like the whole it's like the whole idea is like it's like young Hitler before he like fully like takes is that over like young Sheldon. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you find out how he gets the bow tie. <laughs> Talks about his childhood in Texas. Yep, pretty much. Uh, but it's got the immortal line uh, after Hitler like kind of gets into a fight with somebody. John Cusack slaps him in the back and says, "Come on, Hitler, I'll buy you a lemonade." <laughs> and then they walk away. Uh, you know, Hitler. This seems like the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Would you like a drink, Hitler? Yes, I will have Ina Colder Fast Fate. Because <laughs> it's old timey, and that's sure, what they drank back then. Exactly. I yes. will have Ina Egg salons. Cream. <laughs> Correct, yeah. Well, Egg Cream was more of a New England kind of drink. No, you're right. Um, so, anyways, um, the resistance, yeah, their plan is to stop the road race. Uh, their first way that they do it is they blow up one of the cars. With uh, they, they have a baby that's also a bomb. Yeah, they yeah. they like set a up a, a baby. picnic. Decoy baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. decoy picnic f- uh, with a bunch of kids that they know that one of the cars will try and kill everyone. And they yeah, they use a baby as a bomb and blow up that racer. The now, government yeah. immediately comes out and says the French, the French did, did it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now you're probably picturing in your mind some sort of like. Che Guevara, guerrilla warfare, camos and khakis kind of an outfit. Or maybe like a rebel alliance, kind of like a scruffy, scroungy bunch. No, they're dressed like newsies. Yeah, they've got the all-denim yeah. uh, pants and shirts to go with them that also appear to have, like, name tags and logos on the pocket. Like, Correct. Because if you're a rebel, you want to be easily identified. Yeah. Well, they're all dressed like porters at an airport. Like, they're just yeah. dressed as, like, the, in, like, jumpsuits throwing bags into somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I haven't it's, seen a guy look like that since the last time I actually saw a full-service gas station. <laughs> God, what, were you in New Jersey? Why? Yeah, I think I was, actually. <laughs> wow. I think I was. It was that one time. It's, yeah, what is it, just New Jersey and Oregon now? Yeah, yeah with full-service gas pumps. Well, because it's illegal to pump your own gas. Well, I God don't understand why. Because if you could just pump your own gas willy-nilly... You'd just be spraying your friends with gas like that scene from Zoolander. I feel like in Jersey the concern is that they'll drink it. <laughs> That's fair. That's my guess. <laughs> I don't know about Oregon. I, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I've seen enough press conferences with Chris Christie where he's he's just drinking out of one of those big yeah. nozzle cans. Every he's single time. Every time I hear the name Chris Christie, I for some reason can only think of Stick Stickly from Nick in the Afternoon. Sure, sure. yeah. Yeah. Though these are two entirely different people. No, they got, they got a lot of them. They got a lot going in common. Yeah, they googly eyes. <laughs> they both shut down traffic out of spite. <laughs> uh, so the resistance scores their first kill of the race, and we end up in St. Louis at uh, the first 12-hour mark. Uh, where, where you get massages from half-naked people. Well, I, I think massages is a pretty... I think you're overselling it a little yeah. bit. I think what they get is 
poked and prodded yeah. very it's, gently. It's not a massage like you would get at a spa or by a professional private masseuse. It's more like, oh shit, I forgot it's Valentine's Day. I'm giving you a massage this year, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Poke. No. Poke. Right? This segment is the segment where this movie racks up just shitloads of topless yeah. women stars. You, now, Patrick, loads. you've I mean, got your own point system that the <laughs> audience should hear about. I mean, technically, it's always a star for surprise boob, <laughs> and at a certain point, I shouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> But nah, I'm giving stars for all of them. Every individual boob. It's like ten stars. Good work, movie. I think this is officially the greatest film of all time. Yeah. In Patrick's eyes. Top quality. It's like right under Showgirls. I really miss the days, like the pre-1990s, where you could get a movie done just by promising some boobs. Yeah. Yeah, well, was the whole 80s movie universe. Right? I mean, that was the whole Roger Corman movie universe. It was... You had the violence for the American market and the booze for the foreign market. That's how you sold a movie. Right. And the foreign market in those days was just Europe. That's yeah. why it worked. Yeah. yeah. It was just Frenchies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got, Roger Corman is the low rent Russ Myers. <laughs> yeah, because he can't. If, if, well, because here's the thing Russ Meyer, all the women are like very chesty. Correct. And that's a, that's a Russ Meyer and Roger Ebert thing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, his only official screen credit. Yeah, but, but, but Roger Corman, just it doesn't matter who, just, right. just as long as they're naked. Have you showed up? Congratulations! <laughs> Uh, so yeah, during this scene, uh, Machine Gun Joe uh, and his navigator, they're having a little bit of friction, by which I mean he punches her in the face. Yeah, yeah. for talking uh, to Frankenstein. For talking to Frankenstein. And it's it's in this part of the movie where they kind of, they explain that the navigator is there not only to obviously navigate and do any kind of like road repairs that might be necessary, but also as just like... Sex? Yeah. They, they're like, they're sort of like road geishas. Yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah. I'm a- Trained in the art of conversation. Very good tea ceremonies. Yeah. Yeah. All heterosexual couples, though. (laughs) Like, the two lady drivers have two dude navigators. Yeah. For pounding. You may have noticed that this movie was made in the 1970s. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, then, like, Frankenstein and Annie go back to their sparsely decorated warehouse <laughs> yeah, room where they get to sleep yeah uh and uh at this point like oh we all, oh i we also skipped over the part where frankenstein like took off his mask and it turns out all his scars and everything are fake yeah it turns out he's, he's the marlboro man when another when one dies they just replace him and don't talk about yeah. it <laughs> correct yeah also duff man i believe works on that premise yeah yeah well duff man will never die so that's fine i think most corporate mascots in some way or animal stars of tv yesteryear <laughs> uh would just were often replaced i'm yeah. sure there was like because, 30 or 40 lassies did you know that rin tin tin had an academy award yeah i knew that that sounds about right and he worked with a horse what killed a human that Hey, that's cool. I mean, that's old-timey Hollywood for you. (laughs) Hey, I miss the days when killing humans was the worst thing Hollywood did. They would just send a fixer out to intimidate the story out of the papers. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, half of the directors who made movies back then probably killed a person. Yeah, at least. Not even on set, just in life. Just to see the life fade from their eyes. Yeah, don't you remember when William Wyler beat that hobo to death with a claw hammer? (laughs) Or when somebody threw Natalie Wood off that boat. Who can oh, forget W.C. Well. Fields' reign of terror? <laughs> 
there's a reason why I didn't want to work with kids or animals anymore. Because he <laughs> killed them all. Yes. <laughs> See you too much. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Frankenstein and his navigator... Uh, have a little chit chat, and then uh, they get down to the business of they making whoopee. Super naked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David Carradine's in a speedo. <coughs> She's in a n- n- nothing. She don't need nothing. Thanks, yeah. Roger Corman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, David Carradine, uh, Frankenstein, ever the gentleman, knows that the proper way to court a lady in these days is to make sure that she is comfortable with your dancing prowess. True facts. And then they waltz. Correct. Yeah. Then they waltz. <laughs> they and, seem to like sway rhythmically back and forth. It's prom dancing. Yeah, it's not. Bit, it's not bit. good. No. Yeah, it's one. It's one teacher with a ruler stepping in between them away from being prom dancing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right. yeah. Uh, so the next day, the race picks up again. Uh, and the, everybody's got to get the fuck out of St. Louis. I mean. Wouldn't it's you? the worst. <laughs> right. Six hours, and you can't get the stink off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, as everyone knows, it's the home of the Cardinals, and birds smell like shit. True. <laughs> Very you ever true. smell a bird? They smell terrible. Yeah. 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 That's why my own personal opinion is that heaven smells bad. Because angels got wings, and birds smell bad. True and facts. I think that, that all that all works out. Oh, so yeah. if you were a believer in Christian heaven, where there's angels with wings... It's probably a great place, but it smells terrible, just so you know. Angels probably also shit that weird white stuff, like pigeons. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to go in the off season when they're all in the outfield. <laughs> <laughs> then it's not so bad. That's sure. fair. That's you get a little elbow room. You still have to get the fast pass, obviously. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be waiting in line for all that shit. Right? You're going there. You might as well. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to get thrown out at any time. Let's That's right. That's very true. That flask that you labeled as peppermint tea is not fooling anyone. <laughs> no, no, the JC's gonna catch ya. That uh, that bottle of suntan lotion, we know that that's just coconut rum. You're not fooling yeah. no one. Mm. Also, I never understood that that people putting alcohol in like a suntan lotion bottle. You can't get that taste of suntan oh, lotion no, out of those bottles. Cannot. That's why you just double down with coconut rum, which already tastes like suntan lotion. Ugh. Mm. Yeah, no one's happy about this, Mark. No one is excited to put their alcohol in suntan lotion, but it costs too much inside the park. Why can't I just pour red wine in a Coke can like everybody else? It's so much easier. Because we are not heathens. We will do this with class or we will not do this at all. I was going to do what I did back in the day and get, like, Aquafina bottles and fill them with vodka. No nah, one can tell. No one cares. We all know. The Nalgene of vodka. Mm. Take some Gatorade, pour out half the bottle, fill the other half up with vodka. Problem solved. Right. And nothing says great day at a summer park like drinking a shitload of vodka all morning. Sorry, kids. I got to ride the Gryffindor ride while I still got my sea legs. Yeah, right. Also, you burn like a lobster. <laughs> you see that guy? He's got like six bottles of Gatorade in the wave pool. I paid good money to be here. Oh, here come the waves again. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, yeah, more racing goes on. Uh, the Resistance uh, claims another car by building... Yes, the Wiley Coyote stuff. <laughs> they, yes. they build a Wiley Coyote fake... Well, this is, we are getting ahead of ourselves because uh, there is a, an incident with a navigator. Oh, true facts. Oh, true right. That needs to be addressed. Yeah. 
Uh, possibly the bravest character in all of this movie. Certainly the one who is given the most uh, dignified, I would say, exit from this feature. Yeah, are we ta- which one are we talking we're about? Talking the Nazis? About, uh, we're talking no, about, we're talking about the a guitar player. He gets uh, run over. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Calamity Jane sends her navigator under the car to, I don't know, wrench things. Correct. And, uh, and, oh, and, the Nazi lady yeah, runs him over. Hun comes up behind him and just runs him right over. And then Calamity Jane's like, word, fires up her engine and goes. So what the hell needed wrenching, Calamity Jane? The car, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) The car needed wrenching. Some of the fiberglass was getting loose. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, if a guy's like, I'm almost done, and then he gets runned over, I assume there's still work to be done. No, he was almost done with his last gasp of mortality on this plane of existence. Crank that nut. (laughs) Right? Good work, Pete, or Paul, uh, or whatever. So yeah, the resistance sets up a fake detour sign and a Wiley Coyote uh, facade of a tunnel, yep. complete with black curtain and drapes. Yep. So to trick them, yeah, uh, and it works because uh, uh, Matilda the Hun drives right through it. Over a cliff. <laughs> yeah, she tumbles down a couple times, then kind of settles, and then... Explodes. <laughs> Blows up. Blows up real good. Oh, this yeah. is where we get to see the propaganda wing of uh, the United Provinces of America kick into high gear. Uh, Mr. Cocainehead is screaming about how, oh my god, there was an explosion, and, and the Nazis are dead. I mean, I guess that's good, but there was an explosion. I don't and know. And then a guy hands him a note, and he goes, oh, wait a minute. Correction. <laughs> No explosions. She wants some points. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so then there's just a lot more driving. Yeah, then yep. there's just a bunch more driving. I think at this point, uh, don't we don't we come across the... Uh, the this is where we get the old the uh, potential switcheroo. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, uh, That's the, what I called my guitar back in college. The old switcheroo or double uh, no, Frankenstein? Double Frankenstein. Oh, I hope it the had two necks. Tell me you had a guitar with It had two necks, but they were on opposing ends of the guitar, oh, so it was very hard yeah. to play. Well, it was like a Michelangelo Batio, like, like yeah. double-tapping machine. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Nice. Correct. Because then it looks like there's like a butt there, and like you're like right. eating ass while you're playing guitar. Ooh. That's a thing that yeah. happens. Fair Unfortunately. Uh, I just had hot glue, two guitars, and way too much free time. Oh, sure. Nice. Sounds about right. Right. So anyways... What uh, was I going to do? Learn to play it? You learn to play it. It's a I, hard instrument, you idiot. I know how to play guitar. Good. Good for you. I'm sure you put in a lot of hours of practice. Yeah, just rub it in our faces. Why yeah. don't you? Why don't you and your best friend, Bill Murray, just come down to my apartment and play some Star Wars Battlefront 2 with me? Okay, we will. Yeah, I, I hope you do. <laughs> we, I'll make a no-bake apple cheesecake. It'll be good. Ooh, what does this have to do with playing cake? guitar again? I want Bill Murray to hang out with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyways, the resistance. Uh, and Annie set up a little diversion for Frankenstein uh, where they're going to... The, the, the plan seems to be they're going to force him into a stop and then they're going to replace Frankenstein with like a fake Frankenstein. Yeah, they're going they, to they kidnap him. They started then... this big fire. This yeah. big, and so the navigator is like, oh God, you have to stop. And he's like, no, I'm driving right through this fire. The one thing they didn't count on. Yeah. And then he does. And then uh, goon fake Frankenstein is like, wait 
a minute, guys. And real Frankenstein mows his ass He down. says, sorry, brother. Yeah, he does. Because yeah, he's a big believer in the whole interconnectedness of humankind. Oh, and I mean, he's wearing the same clothes. It's like how I feel about everybody I ever see who has a pair of British knights. Like, <laughs> those were good shoes, and I wish I could still find them, friend. <laughs> I don't know. Payless is going out of business. Yeah, no, right? I don't think they have British knights, though. No, but they have, they do have light up shoes. Word, yeah, man. All right, any shoe can be a light up shoe if you have some LEDs lying around. Sure, or just jam a couple of like of those like those rave sticks. Yeah, some rave sticks yeah. in yeah. there. Yeah, just jam them in the side, yeah. right? Or tape them up. Looks so rad. Kids Absolutely. at school fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, then this is I think also where. They're attacked by a plane that has a wing on its no, back. No, no, that's later. post Albuquerque. Is that, oh, is that's that Albuquerque? Post Albuquerque. Okay, so they get to Albuquerque after all the racing around. Oh, at one point, Frankenstein, uh, <laughs> they they lead him to uh, like a hospital, and they're like, "Oh, they put all the old people out for Frankenstein to run them over." But instead, he goes around the old people and runs over all the nurses and yeah. doctors and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Frankenstein, there's maybe something a little different about him. Maybe yeah, he's not. Maybe I'll maybe I'll not as evil as everyone thinks. This Marlboro man is different. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's it kind of a lot of this movie is real jumbled up. Yeah. Because in my head, I've already edited out all the parts of just driving where nothing happens. Oh yeah, no, I've stripped this whole thing right down to boobs. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so did, I'm sure, most of the audience who saw this movie right. in theaters. Uh, but yeah, I guess at this, po- at this point, does Frankenstein like confirm that uh, his navigator is a double agent? Yeah, because yeah. before we get to Albuquerque is where he makes her drive for a while. Right, oh, and, they have right. A, and he sees a kid and he's like, oh, this is going to be some easy points. And she swerves to avoid the kid. And he's the like, kid- ha the kid who's playing a hoop and stick yeah, with is. a very shiny silk shirt. Yeah, uh, yeah and a, a brand new tire. Yeah, yeah buddy. Full of tread. <laughs> Good for hoop and stick. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, hoop a stank? Hoop and stick. Hoop sure. stank? Don't ever yeah. say hoop and stank again. Just don't do they it. They are the only people brave enough, with the conviction enough, to ask the hard hitting questions like, hey, Guys, America, nay, the world, listen up and answer me this. Who but stank? That's a good Who question. but stank? They're the reason, John. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is you. Oh, yeah. no. The real Hoopa Stank was the friends we made along the way. Yep. Hoopa Stank's just been spinning out of control. That's the only other Hoopa Stank song I can name. More Hoopa Stank songs than I know, thankfully. Uh, speaking as a person who owned a Hoopa Stank album at one point. Yeah. Look, I needed something to go between my sessions of listening to Corn Freak on a Leash and the ICP. Oh, Correct. And Stank was the yeah. perfect bridge. And, and Limp Biscuit and System of a Down and Cold Chamber <laughs> and Seven Dust. I'm going to be honest with you. When it comes to music that came out between about 1998 and 2010, I've stripped it all down to boobs. Oh, man. <laughs> you weren't a fan of the new metal? No. No. no was... You weren't a fan of Slipknot or Mushroom Head? 
They were like Slipknot, but there was only three of them. <laughs> Slipknot was basically just a shitty prodigy. Yeah. No, because Slipknot did like instruments. Prodigy was like industrial music. Yeah, they, they did like dance stuff. That's, that's true. Not really dance. Like like hard house. Yeah. yeah also, rest in peace, Keith Flint from yeah. The Prodigy. Yeah, he also passed away. Great. The fire starter has tragically left us behind. Right? He's starting fires up in heaven now. Yep. Now God is breathing the pressure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of in memoriams on this one. I think I, I think I can't remember who it was, but somebody posted on Facebook after Keith Flint died is that now he's up in heaven smacking God's bitches up. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, then we end up in Albuquerque, uh, and now they're getting like they're eating dinner. But yeah. the dinner just appears to be like sticks of food. And, well, and, and Sylvester Stallone <laughs> is eating an entire bowl of shaving cream with his fists. Yeah. Well, he's not really eating it so much as he is smearing it all over his body. Yeah. That's how Stallones ingest their nutrients. That's absolutely it's true. It's very efficient. Right. He survives entirely on Barbasol. <laughs> that would not surprise me. Yeah, right? Uh, so yeah, I'm just I'm sure if I met Sylvester Stallone in real life, he would smell so much like a like an apparel shop. I just want to see what Sylvester Stallone's shitty, shitty, patchy, full beard must look like, because he's like never really had one. So there's got to uh, be a reason. Know, didn't he have a beard in one of the Rambo movies in the beginning? And like he had a big deal about shaving it off. Is it in the new one? No, it might be in Rambo 2. That's what I'm thinking. But I think his that probably was a fake beard. I've right. only ever seen him with a goatee. I, I have seen him with a goatee. Goatee is like modern Stallone. Like in all yeah. like the extendable... Like bullet to the Expendables yeah. movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the goatee. And even the goatee is like clearly like mostly like it's drawn in, in. Yeah. Drawn right. in with a sharpie. Right, yeah. right. Uh, but whatever, we're getting a Rambo 5. Fuck yeah! And now Rambo's a cowboy. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Alright! Oh, that's Rambo. <laughs> oh, we should do Rambo through time. America should give us Doctor Who, except Rambo. <laughs> uh, he just, like, climbs into an AK-47 <laughs> and shoots himself through history. Yes! I'm all about this Rambo traveling through time in an Abrams. He, cli- he climbs... Climbs onto a giant bow and arrow and <laughs> fires himself through time. Right. Oh, Benjamin Franklin, what is this experiment that you've set up? Well, I believe that by flying a kite in the middle of this thunderstorm, I can harness the power of God himself. <laughs> oh no, who's that? Uh, it's me, Jarebo. Are uh, you working with the Russians? Hey, no, man, it works out perfectly because we didn't pay the revolutionary soldiers either. <laughs> Exact corollary to Vietnam. (laughs) Rambo, we have a mission for you. We've gotten the Hessians all liquored up on their Christmas Eve. We need you to cross the Delaware and let freedom ring. Uh, No problem. Let me get my 50 caliber machine gun. It's Rambo 3, except instead of Afghans, he's leading the Whiskey Rebellion. (laughs) I'm so into this. Uh, Rambo Rambo riding with Teddy Roosevelt? Yes. Riding with the Rough Riders? Right up San Juan Hill? Oh, yeah. Oh, guys, guys, this is gold. Only if during the the assault on the hill they play stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Teddy Roosevelt was the original Rough Rider. That's true. That's absolutely That's true. true. Yeah, man. Before DMX. Down and dirty with his before, bros. Before X Gung gave it to us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Good old doctor of medicine, X. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're in Albuquerque. They're eating food. Uh, there's a little bit where where Stallone's machine gun Joe uh, goes after uh, navigator Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's navigator, navigator Annie. He starts to choke her to death. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, and he says the like he says to her like, "How does it feel knowing the last thing you'll feel is pain?" Yeah, for uh, the rest of your life you could be in pain, and I'm the rest of your life. Oh, and this me. is this this is pain. Oh, this got away from me. Look, I'm gonna choke you till you die. Yeah, uh, and then Sly. and then Frankenstein shows up, and they have a little fist fight. Probably the greatest fight choreography I've ever seen <laughs> in a movie. Almost entirely of I'm gonna shove you to the ground. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna shove well, you to I'm the ground. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna shove you to ground. I love uh, the obviously short punches and the obviously pulled gut punches. I was gonna and say clearly, the whole thing is pulled gut punches. Clearly Frank Stallone for a lot of those oh, shots. Man. I also love when Sylvester Stallone's like giant arms land into David Carradine's carrot stick arm blocks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's no problem. Carradine's just like, what? <laughs> well, but to be fair, Carradine was Kung Fu. That's true. That's true. He walked the yeah. earth. At this point, he was just the legend. He has not begun to continue. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, he had already stolen a pretty great job from an Asian guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Is that why Hattori Hanzo was so mad in Kill Bill? Yeah, because he stole Bruce Lee's idea. <laughs> Or do you think Sonny Chiba was just like, I should have fucking got that part? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people probably should have gotten that part. That's true. But Sonny Chiba was already the Street Fighter. No. That's fair, true. Fair. No. Uh, so, yeah. He punched a guy in the nuts until they exploded. <laughs> oh, mercy. We'll watch that someday. It's nice. a real dumb good movie. <laughs> uh, so Frankenstein somehow wins this fight against Sylvester Stallone. Handily. Again, it makes sense because this is pre-Rocky, so he hasn't gotten into fight shape yet. Yeah. Uh, but it is post-party at Kitty and Studs, so he is in fucking shape. <laughs> uh, so they fight. Frankenstein wins. Uh, him and the Navigator again uh, get down, make whoopee. Um, yep. Yeah. More whoopee gets made. Again, doesn't take off his glove. Yeah. yeah. Correct. He's well, got we'll a mask and a glove. Why. Yep. Yeah, because the next day they uh, drive out, and then this is where the plane with a wing on its face attacks yeah. them. Face yeah. wing. The plane. Yeah. David Carradine, a uh, Frankenstein, gives his navigator a roofie. Yeah. Yeah. That he just happens to have. A 30, he's a 30 minute sleep ex, is what it's called. Right. Yeah. And he's got, like, happens to have, he pulls it out of, a, like, a candy jar of roofies. Correct. Yeah. He's got, like, a hundred of those things. Yeah. It's a real uh, Bill Murray and Ghostbusters one where he just happens to show up to his date with some sleeping medicine. I want to know what you were doing with that sleeping medicine on your first date, Bill Murray. Why don't you come down here and answer all my fan questions about Ghostbusters? Bill it's not Murray. even sleep medicine, though. It's straight up like antipsychotic tranquilizers. Yeah. yeah. Why'd you have that, Bill Murray? You come down to the studio on air and you let us talk to you about and like your life and what you like to do. And we're <laughs> definitely in a studio and not some guy's apartment. Yeah. That'd be stupid. Always. Why'd you even why'd you even put that thought into the oh, audience's yeah. head? Yeah, well, you know, just in case they were wondering. Yeah. 
Well, they're studio. not, because I've already confirmed several times that it's a studio. Definitely Bill Murray. Oh, sorry, they're giving us the light, because they got a, a real cool rock and roll band coming in later to lay down some tracks, and they need the they need the space clear, but you know what? We got here first, so you tell, I don't know, Stone Roses? Or they <laughs> Stone Roses! <laughs> that we're going to be done when we're done! <laughs> you tell Primal Scream that we're not done yet! <laughs> You tell Jesus Jones to go to hell. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this uh, resistance plane is just like bombing the shit. This is probably the most exciting scene of the movie. Right. Uh, because it's like a legit car slash plane chase. Yeah, right. Uh, and the, the pilot of the plane is trying to, first he tries to talk to Frankenstein because uh, their plan is to have... Whoever wins the death race gets to shake hands with Mr. President yes. and they want someone to, uh, they want to basically kidnap Frankenstein so that they can send a decoy Frankenstein, not to kill or attack the president, but just to say, haha, I'm a Frankenstein. We have the real Frankenstein that we're holding hostage and we're not going to give him up until you abolish the death race, which, hey man, I don't mean to tell you how to do your resistance, how to run your rebellion, Them's some low-stake demands. Hey, they're only rebelling against the death race. Yeah, they don't seem to have a problem with the fascist government. The overarching fascist government is completely (laughs) cool, as we will learn at the end of the movie. Yeah, true. Uh, Yeah, well, and their whole plan is like... We're not. We're gonna keep Frankenstein, but like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. We'll go get another one, right? right. Yeah. They now don't they. Know. This it, is already Frankenstein <laughs> six. It would kind of because the whole idea of Frankenstein is that he's been in every death race and every like car accident he's ever been in. He's gotten a new limb replacement, so he's been stitched together. And the idea of breaking continuity of like. Revealing that there have been more than one Lassie, a- La- yeah, Lassie yeah. actor, yeah, would just be devastating because right. he's such a beloved icon. The government doesn't want to break kayfabe. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They just turn his two face over, and they're like, Harvey Dent is the hero Gotham needs. <laughs> we gotta protect the lie. Well, they don't want an incident like Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheik driving around in Toronto getting drunk <laughs> and then getting arrested, and then yeah. everyone sees that they're friends in real life. Right. Yeah. They don't want a monster. Montreal screw job. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, there's this big plane f- uh, car fight. Uh, eventually, the plane just flies into a mountain. Yeah, it Correct. fails to bomb. Though it does, it does bomb him right on the shoulder. Yes. Yeah, right on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes a flesh um, wound. Meanwhile, uh, and then they try to chase him with like a weird park service car, and that wrecks. And that thing just wrecks yeah. as well, like immediately. Yeah, yeah. It's and barely a change. Well, because the guy who's driving it is their fake Frankenstein, and I'm sure he just can't see out of the leather mask very well. Right, right, right. right. He's not used to wearing like the gimp gear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Calamity Jane ran over a landmine. Yes. Yeah. Blowed yep. up. She was lured off track by some by bicyclists. some errant bikers. Yeah, and she runs over a landmine that they planted so she's out yeah uh machine gun joe kind of just like watches what's going on and he's just like wow it looks like we're gonna win yeah but then he tries to drive off and it turns out that he's driving over a minefield of some kind and yes just explosions all over the place uh he gets out of that though yeah he gets, yeah. Out, he gets out of yeah. that yeah, yeah, because yeah. we learn at this point that uh due to the whole presidential well the resistance is shitty plan that john just described it turns out that Frankenstein has a good plan, whereupon his hand is actually a fucking hand grenade. 
Yeah. And I don't mean it's a grenade. I mean it's a hand-shaped grenade. Yeah, it's a hilarious carrot top bit. Right, so he's going to shake hands with the president and blow everything up. This guy's got ideas. Yeah, uh, unfortunately they get into a sort of street race with the machine gun Kelly. And, it, and Annie, the navigator, takes his hand off of his arm. Pulls and the then pin pulls the pin and, and throws, throws it, in. it in and blows up Stallone yeah. and yep. his navigator all the way to hell. Uh, and then Frankenstein's like, well, you're going to have to shift for me now. Yeah. And she's like... Double entendre. She's like, honey, the race is over. We're, yeah. the, we're literally... There's no possible way we can lose. Yeah. We're the only ones left. We're also in let's, San Bernardino. Right. Yeah. Let's just pull over and get some... I don't know. What's some good L.A. cuisine? In-N-Out burger, I guess? In-N-Out's probably your yeah, best. Yeah, it's probably your, so your big California. one. Yeah. yeah. They get, I mean, what is it, like, uh, Or maybe a Bob's animal, Big Boy. Right. They get what's that fucking animal style? Menu? Animal style, yeah. I'm assuming that there are good taco joints in Southern California, but I'm gonna guess that every other border state has better tacos. Sure, but uh, if you want a mission style burrito, you're in the right neck of the woods, my friend. That's fair. Mission style? Yeah. Yeah, I like a big, oh. like like a Chipotle burrito. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Like a fucking fake American burrito. Well, right, well this is like the food. California burrito, which is the burrito that has fries in it. Ooh. Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I want three. It's just it's just a West Coast version of uh, the Permanti Brothers sandwich in Pittsburgh, where it's a burger with fries. fries yeah. in it. I've always wanted one. Or, of those. or yeah. the American version of the Athenian gyro that has fries, fries in, in it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I've had yeah, that. Yeah, man. One. Oh, that's a good. That's good. One. Yeah. Uh, so they they roll up to the president's uh, sort of uh, parade, his big weird, his stage. victory yeah. podium, uh, and Frankenstein goes up to go shake the president's hand, and, and he's got. A pen knife. Yep. The most amount of damage that could possibly do is... Ow. What? Ow. Stop it. You've mildly inconvenienced me. Uh, Uh, So Frankenstein goes up with the pen knife, but before Frankenstein get up there... Frankenstein gets shot. Yes, uh, by uh, Miss Thomasina Payne. That's right. Uh, Because she believes that Frankenstein has killed her granddaughter. Right. Yes. But it turns out that this Frankenstein is her granddaughter. And the real Frankenstein is naked in his <laughs> car. In the car. Uh, so he revs up his engine and just runs straight into the stage in a maneuver that doesn't really appear to have the kind of damage it would take to kill anybody, but manages to somehow kill everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He murders everybody. On that stage. Yep. Yeah, on that stage. A uh, quick zoom in to Mr. President, who is very dead, and then smash cut to a wedding. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Where we learn that President Frankenstein <laughs> has married Annie, appointed Thomasina Payne to something or other. And she's she's the like, secretary, secretary of the interior or, or something. defense or yeah, something. Yeah. And he's going to let people vote on stuff. Supposedly. Right. Oh, and he's going to bring back minority rights. Yeah. Yes. Good for him. Uh, and he's also going to allow the rebels to have a place in his cabinet. Yeah. Because one of them has a place in, in his, his home. home. Oh, yeah. Now, do you guys believe that this was a system of government where they just... Because obviously this Mr. President has been in power since 79. Yeah. Mr. At least. Uh, do you believe that he just had the hubris to never have a line of secession? Do you believe that it was written into the new constitution of the United Provinces of America that he who shall kill the president shall retain his powers? Or was there like a very orderly snap election? I'm going to assume it was a very violent coup that they just didn't have the budget to show. Yeah, probably. probably. Uh, But really, it's near as I can tell, Mr. President's entire like cabinet includes 
uh, drunky wet hair, cocaine Mick reporter, and everyone's my personal friend lady. His whole yeah. team. Yeah, that's pretty much is it. the yeah. is the media. Uh, which is real strange for right. a, a fascist yeah, president. Can you imagine a president being real cozy with some cable network personalities? That'd be insane. Uh, <laughs> That'd be, first off, a huge conflict of interest for the journalistic <laughs> integrity of the of you know the actual sure. on-air personalities. They would have to disclose in great detail the relationship they've had on the subject of their reporting, right. at the very least. Also, why the fuck... Would such a powerful president give a shit about what a bunch of fucking idiots on the talkie TV box have to say about them? I smell incredulity here. Sure, I think the problem you're running into is you're assuming that this president is is friends with broadcast journalists, mm-hmm. when in fact he is just friends with entertainers who don't <laughs> claim to be uh, real journalists. Gotcha. They're pundits ah. and thus they are free from the bonds of integrity <laughs> uh so yeah president and mrs frankenstein get into their uh the, the only cool looking car of the movie yeah yeah they have a rad car their yeah. wedding car it's like a yellow and it, it is one of the fold down the whole fronts. the whole door is like the front of the car yeah, yeah. Uh, so they climb in, and then Junior Bruce, cocaine Mick reporter man, is just like, you can't abolish, because he abolishes the race. He's like, you can't do this. The people won't stand for it. Man. It's like, they love you because you're so violent. And so he just runs him over. Yep. yep. Correct. Good work, movie. Then the movie ends, credits roll, over a narration of somebody Some, like David Attenborough style. Yeah, talking about Australopithecus and uh, shit. Talking about how cavemen, I think, invented the wheel. No, the no, tomahawk. The tomahawk well, no, before we invented thinking. Right. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, we invented violence before thinking. thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we get a little history lesson over the credits, and then we go back to those nice pencil drawings of that back of that car. Yeah. yeah. Then it shows a pencil drawing of a bridge that's out of order, and then nothing. Yep. Movie over. Done yeah. And done. Uh, so that does it for Death Race 2000, and we'll be right back with bullet points. Vroom, vroom. Bullet points! Alright! Uh, so we're back with our very first bullet point Body Count! Body Counts! Patrick, what do you think the body count of Death Race 2000 oh, is? Fuck balls! I'm gonna go with 22! Alright, John, what do you think the body count of Death Race 2000 is? I'm gonna go for uh, a Star Wars story. Baker's <laughs> a Baker's dozen. Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. Well, playing by Price's Right rules, the only rules that matter. Whoever is closest without going over, Patrick, you are the yes. winner. Ah. The answer was thirty-three. That ah. seems high. John, you gotta carry the three. I don't have to do a goddamn thing, no, Patrick. You, you pick that three up and you carry it. No. No. Make me. It's because you have to. You're not my real dad. You're obligated. You got me a Nintendo. I wanted a Sega. I mean, that does make me a bad parent. <laughs> <laughs> no question there. <laughs> and that's I wanted to play Fantasy Star 4. I can't do that on a Super Nintendo, you mm. idiot. Well, you can play The Secret of Mana. I don't wanna. It's 
stupid. Listen, if you quit complaining, I'll go get you the Sonic Nintendo. I don't want no, Dad. <laughs> it's called a Sega Genesis. I want to get the 32X attachment to it because it doubles the amount of bits. No, kid, that's like 10 years ahead of its time. I know, I want it now <laughs> to be the wave of the future. I have to play fucking Corpse Drop, I guess. <laughs> Fine. Here's a Virtual Boy. Yeah. No! <laughs> I specifically asked for a Wonder Swan color. I want to play the port of Final Fantasy 1 with the improved graphics. So you don't want these... You don't want the Virtual Boy? You don't want this migraine device? <laughs> I'll play it for Waterworld, the video game, but I'm not happy. As long as it gets us out to Niles. It's going to take us to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. John, what do you think the best kill is in Death Race 2000? Boy, I'm going to go for probably the first kill is the best kill. And it never got topped in this guy's estimation. A road worker who seems to be wearing some kind of music headphones. Yeah. yeah. Or at the very least, just a, a dancing with him set elf. Yeah. Sure. Uh, while he's jackhammering and uh, fucking Machine Gun Joe is just driving down. Everybody else sees the car, gets out of the way. Dummy McIdiot face. Yeah. Gets sliced in half by the mounted knife <laughs> on the roof of the car. It's a pretty good kill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was the first indication that this movie was going to be a little more brutal than the 1970s right, right, generally right. offered. Right. Patrick, what was the rating on this bad boy? R. Oh, definitely R. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not X? Didn't no. go into the X's? No, 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 no. no. Not enough blood. Mm, also, fair. no muff. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two. Those those are the two that get like. That's how you get an X: exposed bone or muff. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, best kill. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the poor greaser stuntman. Uh, at one point in this movie, three Fonz, Arthur Fonzarellis uh, try to like play chicken with one of the cars that's oncoming, and they have like a little manhole, and they pull the sewer off, and like one of them kind of dances and blows his tongue, and he jumps in, and then the other one is like ha ha, and he does the same thing and jumps in, but he pulls the manhole cover over. So the third wannabe beatnik is like, ha ha, and then he goes to jump in and just is standing on a manhole cover. And then he's immediately just rocketed over the top of a car. Yeah, he's He gets like up. eight feet, man. That guy could have dunked where he's still alive. Yeah, and his shitty friends are like, just like, wah, wah, wah. But then they get run over. And then too. they get run over, yeah. too. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good stuff. Uh, Mark, best kill. Uh, I am going to go for the Matador. Oh yeah. yeah. So Calamity Matador. Jane, Calamity Jane's just driving down the street, uh, and some guy with a big red blanket is just like literally just like lures her into a field and does the whole Olay treatment yeah. for oh, yeah. a long time. Keeps trying to stab the car with an epee. Yeah. Uh, it does seem like, because uh, Frankenstein has a similar situation where like the president of the branch of the Frankenstein fan club wants to meet him. So that she'll be a sacrifice for him for some points the next day. Yeah. Right, yeah. There seems to be a thing of just like weird cults of personality that... Yeah, that give themselves. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, uh, yeah, he toros with the, 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 the fucking car for a while until eventually he is gored by the car's yeah. horns. Yeah. It's pretty rad. Hey, you mess with the bullet, you get the horns. Now get in there and learn that despite all your differences, you have much more in common than you think, you breakfast club. Ba -da, ba -da.
John Benner goes home. He just had a great day. He made new friends. Don't you forget about me. He walks in the front door. What's that he smells? Ooh, smells like roast beef. Don't, 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 don't you. He goes into the dining room. It's dark. All he sees is the outline of his father. He can't wait to tell him about what a great day he had at school. Don't, 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 don't you. Then his father beats the shit out of him. Because that part of his life wasn't solved at the breakfast club. No, His dad is still an abusive asshole. Vicious, vicious man. Is that how that movie ends? I've never actually seen Breakfast Club. Yeah, actually. Sort of. Well, that's what would happen if they continued after his freeze frame. It's got a, what, Molly Ringwald in that one? Yeah, a little Anthony Michael Hall. little Ali Sheedy. Some Estevez. A little sexual assault for jokes. Yeah? Yeah, it was the, uh, what, 80s? 80s. Yeah, it was the 80s. Oh, it's the 80s. It's a John Hughes movie. Oh, yeah. That's true. So That's true. There's a dance montage and a makeover montage. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's special. And I'm pretty sure that the guy that plays the principal eventually got busted for being a pedo. No, that's no, the principal that's, uh, from oh, Ferris no, that's Bueller. That's the principal from Bueller. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. Who would later go on to star in the movie Ravenous. Ugh. And yeah. then after being busted for being a pedo, was on Deadwood. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that takes the uh, need for me to run out and see Deadwood right off the plate. Yep. Hey, man, I hear Ian McShane is great. Sure, I mean, he's Ian McShane. So is uh, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphantastic? He's Oliphantasm. He throows giant balls and spikes them at you. Excellent. Uh, So anyways, that's going to take us to our next bullet point. War crimes. (laughs) War crimes. Patrick, tell me about some war crimes in Death Race 2000. Blaming the French for domestic terrorism. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, Yeah, because they... The French are blamed for everything. When the plane fight goes down, yeah. they blame it on the French Air Force. The French Air Force that got into, like, New Mexico somehow. <laughs> yeah, the French are blamed for not only destroying the economy, but also the phone service. The phone service, yeah. Yeah. John, talk about some war crimes in Death Race 2000. I'm going to probably say uh, taking out a head of state in order to do a top-down regime change. Sure. Well, especially doing so with a pen knife yeah. and or vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that seems... Yeah, that's, that's a fair yeah, that one. seems about right. Uh, uh, Mark, war crimes. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, taking advantage of a giant financial and societal crash to install yourself as the leader of a country and then your first rule of order being to create a televised death race. <laughs> now, point of order, Mark. There's nothing in the rule book that says you can't do any of that. True facts. Because there's the world on. crash. So the Give me a second. Hold on. Like I'm out. going through the book here. Yep. I'm just yep. flipping the pages here. Yep. I'm definitely not just rubbing my hands together to why sound would like you? paper. No. Be stupid. Oh. It's, it's the book made of vellum. That's why it's got that skinny sure. thing. Well, no, it's the, it's the Necronomicon bound in human flesh yeah. written yeah. in blood. It's yeah. just like the president's secret book. Correct. Just like in National uh, Treasure Book uh, of Secrets. National Lampoon's Book of Treasures. Yep, I love that movie. Dude, you're, you're right. Sh- There's no rules yep. about starting a death race. There See? is a rule, though, about dogs can't be president. Oh, Ooh. man. So no Air Bud 14. Mm, Damn it. Air Bud. He was, could play basketball, though. Yeah, That's it was and football it and soccer. It ruined my script because it was going to be called Air Bud 14, Air Bud 1. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Get it. Or like Air it. Force Bud. I'm not sure. Yeah. But either way, it's basically just a remake of Air Force One, except the dog goes, 
Roof! <laughs> and then in subtitles it says, Get, Get off my plane! <laughs> Gary Oldman reprises his role. Nice. <laughs> it's going to take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is this an action movie? Man, that's a question I somehow didn't anticipate. Uh, I'm going to go with no. Actually, it's kind of like a like a sort of car race thing going on for it, and a lot of people die. But it's more like a '70s absurda film, in my opinion. Yeah, it's almost like a black comedy. Yeah, as a word. John, do you think this Death Race 2000 is an action movie? I'm gonna say no, and I'm gonna say the reason that I think it's not an action film is because Machine Gun Joe replaced his headlights with Tommy guns. At no point did those Tommy guns fire. True fact. You're right. In fact, the only time anyone uses a gun is when the crowd boos Machine Gun Joe and he just pulls out a different Tommy gun and opens fire on the crowd. Right, right. but we don't actually see anybody die or hear any screams or anything. So is he it just appears, like firing blanks? Yeah, yeah, it appears to be maybe, maybe a ceremonial gun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if this were an action movie... Boy, that'd be different. Yeah. Yes. Also, I mean, if this were an action movie and you have Tommy guns mounted to the front of your car, they should shoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. You shouldn't be... If your name is Machine Go Machine Gun Joe Viterbo, you shouldn't be knifing people with your car. Right. Is it also very difficult to not say Machine Gun Kelly when uh, calling Machine Gun Joe? For it's me, like it a is. a weird, like, hard yeah. turn you have to make Machine Joe. Gun Joe Viterbo. Ooh, Viterbo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark, is this an action movie? I'm going to go ahead and say yes, it is. Mm. But only on the barest sense. Mm, yeah. uh, there's a lot of car chase stuff. There are There's a fist fight. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of explosions. So, uh, yeah, I am going to say it is an action movie. But it's, it's more like a... Uh, it, it seems like there was a tug of war between the director and Roger Corman as to what the tone of the movie should be like. So like clearly the director wanted this movie to be like a, a wacky comedy and Roger Corman was like more blood, more explosions, more yeah. boobs. Uh, gotta sell it to the French. This is definitely, I feel like this movie has almost certainly been played and is probably frequently played at Kuma's. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at the heavy metal burger bar here in town. Yeah, yes, yeah, plays bloody true. horror seventy movies that are always like weird and absurd. Uh, yeah, sometimes, which is great because like the regular Kumos does that. Kumos two, if you went, played all the metal music, but then they would be playing music videos for different metal songs. So you would be like listening to Judas Priest, but on the TV would be Pantera doing Cowboys from Hell. It was very strange. And this, I have to assume, is why Kuma's 2 is closed. They are shut down now, yeah. yeah. Because of poor music and video management. True. Now where does Guar fit into all this? On the top, man. They're fucking Guar. (laughs) Them and Manowar, the two greatest metal bands of all time. Guar. Yeah, Guar wears the most clothes. Manowar wears the least. (laughs) I just want I don't know which member of Guar it is, but uh, I think it's like the lead guitarist. He's yeah, from Guario. Yeah, right. He's from uh, uh, Virginia and he's currently like a landholder in Richmond. When I was in college at VCU, I knew people who rented apartments from him, apparently. <laughs> Giant fucking asshole. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's in the band Guar. Yeah. It was who one knew? of those like, if you guys paint this whole house, I'll knock a couple bucks off your rent, assholes. <laughs> who knew that 
Odorous Ungus or whoever it is. Yeah, I have no idea which guy it was. It was a shitty... Rivera. Yeah, it was a shitty slumlord. Uh, So that's going to take us to final reviews of Death Race 2000, A Star Wars Story, The Squeakquel, The Road Chip, The Search for More Money. John, final review. Uh, Well, movie, you handed in your paper, and it's technically on time, but it's 13-point font, and it's 2.5 spacing... So I have to give you, I, yeah, I can't flunk you, but I'm also having a hard time giving you a passing grade on this. Let's just call it an incomplete, and I'll give you the summer to do it over. Patrick, your review. Uh, a man's got to have a code. Ten out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, final review of Death Race 2000. Uh, they should have called this Death Race Four. <laughs> That's how many it gets out of the two thousands. Four. <laughs> so, do you think that Space nineteen ninety nine leads right into Death Race two thousand? Yes. Okay. Mm, yeah. Correct. And then in two thousand and one, there's that Space Odyssey. Right. But then nothing happens for nine years until two thousand ten. The year we made contact. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I do want to see Death Race 4 AD where you run from like Cairo on chariots all the way back around <laughs> Rome. Yeah. That would be awesome. And then Rambo shows yes! up. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey, good clear, stuff. Cleopatra, I couldn't help but notice you got this empire here. It'd be a shame if someone <laughs> Ramboed it. Yeah, right? And then he loads a poisonous snake into his bow and arrow <laughs> and shoots it at her face. <laughs> the end. Uh, when I came back from Troy, I didn't get no job. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna, I just want him to like get lost in Scythia and fight a predator. <laughs> Oh, that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. Uh, for the first time in a while, this podcast is less minutes than the movie we watched. Whoa, and this movie was only like 10 minutes long. <laughs> that's right. It's practically a mini-sode. Uh, we'll see you well, next guys, time. Well, guys, favorite mall restaurant, I guess? <laughs> no, we can't do this. My well, Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm John Rooney Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Vroom! Body Counts and Beer is Patrick, Project Eliminator Bromley. John, Midnight Fear, Rudy Taylor, and Mark, the Ray Bradbury Theater Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, check us out on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.